Welcome to the Build a Purposeful, Profitable Business Doing What You Absolutely Love podcast, hosted weekly by Ange Dove, your business fairy godmother, professional copywriter, published author, and business owner of 20 years. In every episode, Ange will deliver useful bite-sized insights to help you find your voice, position your value, demystify the marketing tech, and run your business on your terms. Okay, welcome to um, episode 11 of the podcast. And this week, I'm really pleased to have on um, Asim Giri. Um, he's um, an investor, a private equity investor for many years, and he's set up several businesses. So he's uh, very experienced in the way businesses work. And he's working on his new um, investment uh, on meditation and meditation device. Um, that's going to be released shortly. So, um, Asim, welcome to the program. And thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So maybe um, you can introduce yourself. I'm sure you'll do a better job than myself. So. <laughs> uh, you did a fine job. A wonderful job. Thank you for that. Um, so, uh, Angie, I was actually born in Germany to parents of Indian origin, and we migrated to the U.S. when I was fairly young. Um, and lived uh, growing up within about a 90-minute driving radius of New York City. So uh, it was kind of outside of the city, but not too far from it. And I um, uh, did my university in uh, Philadelphia at the University of Pennsylvania. From there, moved to Manhattan itself, came, went to New York, and uh, started, had a very traditional investment banking uh, start to my career. So um, uh, I was at a firm called Solomon Brothers uh, in the mid-90s, uh, back when that firm existed. It's now been gobbled up by Citigroup, and uh, this is, uh, they've dropped the name since then. So, um, But my, my career ambition at the time was to move into private equity, and um, I did that. I also relocated to Los Angeles and California um, back in 2000, so I've been here about 20 years now. Um, I worked my way up to partner in the fund that I was with. I then left to start my own fund, uh, which actually had backing from family offices in Singapore. Uh, and I, I should add, my wife is a Singaporean, so I know Singapore very well. We have a place there, and uh, we're there every summer without fail uh, with the children to uh, experience um, proper laksa and uh, nasi lama, which we can't get in Los Angeles to any good degree. So, oh, uh, when you can finally travel again and you do come here, we must meet up. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, we, we should make a plan of that for sure. Yeah. Um, to round out my experience, um, uh, so I had my own fund. Uh, I ended up uh, shutting it down when my son, who's now 12, uh, he was diagnosed with a rare blood disease called severe aplastic anemia. And it was really, Ange, the clearest decision I ever made in my life, just drop everything and focus on him. So I had three portfolio companies I was able to sell to. I shut the third one down. Um, thankfully, he's cured. Uh, we had to go through two bone marrow transplants to get him there, but um, it's a real blessing that he's still with us. Um, really? At the same time, yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, at the same time, unfortunately, I lost my mom to lung cancer. And so health and wellness became a very significant theme for me. And when my son was uh, showing signs of stability, I didn't want to go back to running a fund. 
Uh, it always right. sounds very glamorous, but um, you have a boss. Your boss is your boss is or basically your investors. You have to respond to them and react to them. So uh, there isn't as much control over your life that uh, yeah. <laughs> you would otherwise yeah. expect. To have. <laughs> um, so. Being that health and wellness was really meaningful, I became an entrepreneur and uh, started uh, what ended, would end up being three different businesses in the health and wellness arena. I founded them, grew them, and sold them, and eventually exited all of them. Uh, but as you mentioned in your, your intro, I, I do have another uh, wellness platform that I'm working on now. Um, the businesses I started were very consumer-facing wellness businesses. So the first one was a uh, yoga mat company, actually. And our innovation was using recycled rubber tires for yoga mats. Right. And, um, I always like to joke, uh, my favorite pun, we got a lot of traction uh, in the marketplace. And uh, <laughs> through the business, uh, ended up selling it. I uh, had the realization that uh, within the yoga market, most of the money to be made was in apparel. And so got involved with a Australia brand that uh, okay. started on Bondi Beach. And then they came to Los Angeles to Venice Beach. And uh, we, we got partnered with them. We grew that, eventually sold that business. Uh, I also had a skincare ingredients business that I actually headquartered in Singapore, given okay. the strong um, pharmaceutical uh, uh, intellectual property and um uh, resources just uh, that, that are available in Singapore. Right. Um, <clears throat> that eventually got sold to a, uh, a Chinese company. And um, uh, yeah, so I've been involved, I've dabbled in some fine art businesses, but now I have a new platform. Uh, you know, again, just thinking about the marketplace uh, and, and being fond of wellness, uh, I really am very fascinated by areas where we can add value. And meditation is often spoken about as uh, you know, everybody, anybody can rattle off its benefits. Everybody understands how meaningful it is, but it can be so elusive for so many friends. And I struggled with it when I first started. Like, there are these constant questions of self-doubt. Am I doing this right? Is this working? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have I got it right? I just, you don't know. And then, and then you, you, you know, they call it the monkey mind. You can't turn the monkey mind off. You're suddenly thinking right. about what you need to get from cold storage or what you need to, you know, did I call mom this week? I got to give her a ring. Um, it, uh, so it was very challenging. So w what we realized was that that needed to be addressed. And there, there are companies that have made smartphone apps like Calm and Headspace that do a commendable job. But the reality is that uh, th this is a very small piece of real estate. I'm just holding up my phone as an example. Um, and so the distractions abound. So if you're already struggling with meditation, um, it, that remains a challenge. So what we've devised is a virtual reality experience where um, we tell the people going through it that don't think about meditating, just be present for this experience and just think you're going to the movies. And what we're able to do through a series of sound-based and visual stimulation, we're able to structure thoughts and mm. people's thinking. And so once that happens, then the typical attendant benefits of meditation uh, in order to the benefit of the person experiencing this, uh, the, the virtual reality. So you end up with lower cortisol levels. You end up with emotional regulation. 
um, uh, lower heart rate, and just this sort of calming sensation throughout the body. And so we, we have people in there for about 30 minutes, and uh, uh, it does uh, a fantastic job of getting them to a, a meditative state without having gone through the rigors of actually learning to meditate. Okay. <laughs> And then worrying if they've got it right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I see people talk about that all the time. I, I was really thinking, how do we rescue people from that? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is an important point because, um, as you know, a lot of my listeners will be uh, business owners usually just starting off. Yeah. And in the early days of starting a business, it's usually quite stressful. You're investing a lot of time into it, right? And um, so how do people... Um, regulate that, I suppose, in terms of um, not overworking, not putting too much stress on, on the body, and over time then becoming sick. And then you can't run your business because you're, you've run yourself into the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, you know, with, with your perspective, especially with what's happened with your family, what's your, what's your advice to people for that? I think in general, wellness is very important uh, and critical to, to look after. But I know that... Um, that's one of those things, those things that uh, are, are told to us, but we always think in our minds, well, we'll make time for it later. It's like, yeah. I need to eat right. I need to, uh, I need to exercise more. Yes, yes, yes. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah. There is a very strong business case, however, around remaining calm and, and, and managing one's stress level. Um, mm. Now, there's a, also a school of thought that a certain amount of stress is actually healthy. It, it keeps us um, motivated and uh, to accomplish something. The challenge, Ange, is that when you have too much stress, what happens physiologically is that um, it becomes a gating factor. And you begin to narrow your field of vision and your mm-hmm. ability to think about possibilities mm-hmm. and opportunities. And so... Um, the benefit of staying calm and not allowing stress to overcome you is that you can tackle problems that arise in your business, particularly for mm. a startup, in a way that allows you to explore all possibilities and, 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 and be very wide in your scope as opposed to being very narrow. And um, my, my favorite metaphor is uh, to use sports for this. And uh, you know, I'm a very passionate football fan, having been born in Germany. Um, and so you look at some of the best players, they're the ones that don't stress under conditions, mm-hmm. uh, those conditions. They're constantly calculating possibilities. And so, you, I mean, uh, you look at a player like Zinedine Zidane, uh, just probably one of the most clever of his generation and just a genius at one touch football. He knew exactly where the possibilities were, where he had to send it. And it's because he just kept himself in this very calm state. Of course, right. it all went to bits in the 2006 World Cup final when he headbutted Matarazzi. He should have been meditating. France would have won. But uh, <laughs> truth of the matter is, for, the, for most of his professional career, that's where he kept it. And so, again, right. I, you know, there's a business case to be made about managing your stress levels and not allowing your cortisol levels to, to uh, go through high for an extended period of time. It, it's natural for it to happen. We hear something that's troubling. A customer we were expecting is not going to come through, or maybe they per- promised us uh, a multi-year contract and now they're telling us they want to try it for one quarter 
Oh, and by the way, they're not going to pay us for that quarter. There, there, lots of stress can happen, but the key is to to manage that um, and and rely on on mindfulness practices. And meditation is just one of them. There's also yoga, which is a bit more involves the body and physical movement. So sometimes that's a bit more accessible. But a very simple practice of engaging in breath work, right? Is I mean, our breath is with us constantly. So even if you happen to be on a Zoom call or a, a conference call, um, and you, you turn your camera off, you could and you, you mute it. You can do uh, you know take a five deep breaths, and it's miraculous how instantaneous that is in terms of calming you. Um, and then you come back to it, and you, it just—it's uh, a very simple experiment that can be done. The amount of possibilities that will come to mind are, are, are far greater. So, um, but how do you um, maybe divide your time in the day? How much? How many hours should somebody be working, even if it is a new business? I mean, you hear people um, every minute of the day that they're awake, they're working, and then they're working late into the the night and things like that. How do people manage that work-life balance when they're starting out business? It's a great question, and it's uh, a lot easier to answer than it is to actually live it. Um, Because I I sometimes uh, fail miserably at this. Um, The reality is that uh, we can all agree that there is a marginal utility to the 23rd hour of work. Um, you know, we, we're not as productive, we're not as capable, uh, mm. we're not thinking as clearly. Um, mm. Fresh mind um, is, is so important. So, mm. um, again, it, um, it feels a little Machiavellian to always describe wellness in the terms of the ROI one gets or the business, make the business case for it. But oftentimes, yeah. this is really the only way to convince us to actually do it, um, that it will, whatever we're attempting to achieve, will be better, will be more thorough. Um, yeah, we give ourselves that rest, mm. um, and so a meditation practice or a breath breathing practice can be mm. as short as five minutes. Uh, mm. What I find is really meaningful is to do it in the very beginning of the day. Um, inevitably, your thoughts go to the things that are troubling you, and it's often those things that are troubling you that are the ones where you need to put some energy and time. Uh, right. To try and resolve. So um, something will come up and then you'll focus your energy there and resolve it. And then you tend to feel a bit better as you, as you go through your day. Um, the biggest favor we can do is kind of read our own bodies. Sometimes we don't have a choice. We need to keep pushing ourselves. But when we can tell the quality uh, or the originality of ideas or the freshness is waning, um, then that's really the time to call it quits. And then there are also sort of hacks we can apply. I call them mm-hmm. biohacks, so to speak, yeah. based on ourselves, knowing our temperament and, and, and what's good. I find that um, the best writing I'm able to come up with is if I actually start at night and draft okay. something. And I just, I don't even, there's no editing done. I just bang on the keyboard and get it on paper. So, yes. What happens there is that now I don't have the cognitive burden of remembering it. Yeah. So I've, yeah. I've, I've set myself free for that. And then in the morning when I come with a fresh mind, and we all know that our brain basically has been processing it as we sleep. Yes. Um, yeah. It's suddenly, it's like a, a puzzle that is suddenly solved. It like presents itself, oh, this is how it needs to go. This is the narrative. Yeah. This is the description. 
This is how I present my product to my customer. This is how I draft that email. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, it's uh, what could have taken uh, two hours of pain could can be done in forty five minutes. So you've rested in between. Exactly. That's that's what I find. I work my best first thing in the morning, so I I kind of get all my major tasks done then. And it's the same thing. I can write something at night, and then and I'm struggling with it by thinking I've got to get it done. Then I get up the next morning and look at it. And it's, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this? Right now. <laughs> really, somebody hijacked my 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 blog post. It wasn't me. <laughs> it does make a huge difference just having a fresh mind, and you can just be so much more productive. You might as well leave it till the next day and then just whack it out. Yeah. You know, all, all the, the the tasks you got to do, and then um, I can usually find that then I'm free in the afternoon, and I find as well that. Um, I'm better going to see clients in the afternoon. There's no uh, point me trying to write anything okay. by the you, afternoon. So, so I manage. I, I sort of work in the morning, yeah. socialize in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's a good way to uh, divvy up the day. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Because I think it's important um, to know when you're at your best at doing certain things yeah. during the right. day and plan your day around that. So I kind of try to block off um, – any meetings in the morning, I usually say no. And because I, I know I can get better things done then. And then I, I go in the afternoon. Yeah. So no, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, another element to this, Ange, is that um, it's, it's actually a wonderful thing if you love your work enough where it doesn't feel like work. Um, yes. And I love being in that position too, which I find myself. But even in those scenarios, just letting your mind think about anything else. Mm-hmm is going to make it more impactful when you come back. That just, that mm-hmm. of thought, if we're just thinking about one thing all the time or this one arena, yeah. it, that fresh perspective, doing anything else, even if it's watching Netflix, um, right. it, it can be really productive to come back to a problem and address it fresh. Yeah. And then they say they've got often the best ideas are in the shower, right? So- <laughs> yes. There's something about it. There's something about water and, uh, well, you know, I, so I, I, to kind of couch it in the terms we've been talking about, this you know, a lot of mindfulness is this idea of being present. Right. So, w- what is it that we're putting our mind to task? And if we're really just trying to solve this problem or get something out, um, just being in the shower, engaging with water, we're naturally thinking about that. And so the gears are moving inside our brain, and it kind of addresses ourselves a problem. I think that's kind of why we have that experience in the shower and so other tasks that give us that sense are really quite meaningful and, and worth doing okay <laughs> that's my take on it <laughs> so to help in 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 your business then running your business it's a lot of giving yourself time and space and knowing when you are burnt out and just saying stop put it aside and then um deep breathing to calm yourself down Knowing when you work at the right time during the day, absolutely, yeah, lots. So then, then have a shower <laughs> <laughs> when all else fails. <laughs> Breathing doesn't get you there. Just head into the shower. Okay. okay. Well, I see. It's been um, lovely having you on. Thank and you. So thanks much, for the I think it's such an important point to um, that we keep healthy as we're running our businesses. So thank you so much for those insights. My pleasure. You're welcome.